Love hitting the highway? It's time now for Road Trips Australia with the Dark. Broadcasting through Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. There's a Top Parks holiday for every family budget. Plus, become a Top Parks G'day Rewards member and save even more. Visit topparks.com.au. G'day and welcome to the very latest edition of Road Trips Australia, an Aussie travel podcast produced by Blue Collar Media in partnership with Top Parks. Every week we go into detail of Australian road trips and the attractions along the way, the must-do stop-offs, some tips and a whole lot of information as well. We'll also put the spotlight on caravan parks located either during the road trip or around the final destination, the facilities and services you can expect, the accommodation options from caravan and camping sites to those fantastic on-site cabins and a whole lot more. This week our road trip takes us to the corner country. We'll look at the towns along the way, the history and the not-to-be-missed stop-offs. There's plenty of them out there, I can tell you. I'll also take a look at a park that I've actually had the pleasure of staying at, the Broken Hill Tourist Park out there in Broken Hill. And if you are out in that region or travelling around, um, that particular area, you must stop at the Broken Hill Tourist Park. It is an absolute cracker. So if you love heading off on a motorhome, you love caravanning, camping, or just getting in the car and taking off on a road trip, you will love Road Trips Australia. Now, you too can be a part of it just by sending me an email. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on Email the Duck. That's simple bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on the duck. Well, I'm going to kick things off a little bit different this week. Had a lot of requests for this one. They say, Duck, we love that song you use in the intro. Why don't you just play the full version of it? So here it is for you on Road Trips Australia. Every darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore Where the brave are free And lovers soar Come ride with me To the distant shore We won't hesitate To break down the garden gate There's not much time left today No 
Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that one's for Debbie, Warren, Peter, and uh, also Patrick, who sent them uh, emails through saying, look, Duck, can you play that song you're using the intro to kick things off? Because life certainly is a highway, I can tell you that. Now, as I mentioned earlier, you can send your emails through. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on Email the Duck, and we certainly do respond to all of those emails and enjoy the feedback here. And uh, <laughs> we've, we've had a few people uh, request a few songs and of course a few places which we'll get to but like we say if you have any suggestions at all for the uh for the podcast certainly just start send them through on that email address bluecollarmedia.com.au and click on email the duck one bloke that knows that life is a highway of course is vic widman and this week he's uh joining me again to uh talk about the corner country which is a fantastic part of australia and it's the only place where you can play golf in three states at once uh, it's as uh, when once you get there, that is, it certainly is one hell of a road trip to get out there. And in, I'm happy to say, Vic Whitman, who is the owner operator of Great Divide Tours, is on the line again this week. Vic, g'day. Oh, g'day, Duck. How are you, mate? Mate, I'm going very, very well. How have you been, mate? We're uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. Restrictions, uh, travel restrictions are easing, and I noticed your newsletter came out this week, so which is great news. And we should tell people they can subscribe. How do they subscribe to that newsletter, mate? How do they get onto that? Oh, pretty simple, mate. Just drop me an email with the email address and ask to to, to receive the newsletters, and uh, they'll forever receive a newsletter. Copy copies to the Reader's Digest, um, mm. you know, Bradford Exchange, all those people that I sell their, their email to. Yeah, yeah, and invita- <laughs> invitations to uh, your, you know, invitations to your barbecues and things like that. So that'll be good. That's right. Yeah, yeah no, just drop us an email, mate, and um, we can be on our little newsletter. We, I, I do them every, you know, couple of months or so when mm. we've got a bit of stuff to talk about, some new trips to advertise, and I tell you what, we we only set that out. And it's really good to hear that you. You've, you've mentioned that because I only sent it out about an hour ago or so. Yeah, well, there um, you go. We're already getting heaps of bookings out of it and people wanting to travel. Yeah, it's good. Um, you, you, you talked about, you know, the only place you could play golf in three states. At, you know, it's actually four states, mate, um, because it's South Australia and uh, Queensland and New South Wales. And then, of course, there's your own state, which knowing you is usually pretty poor. Mm-hmm. I know, after I've been to the bar there at Cameron's Corner Store. <laughs> That's right. I've been thinking there for a minute. I thought, hang on, what are you, <laughs> what are you talking about? about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it is, it's, it yeah. is, it, look, depending on, on which way you go, and you'll tell us which way we're going uh, from, well, but it is a great it, it's telling a, people where to go. I know that, but it's a very, it is, it is one iconic road trip to get out to the corner country, and in particular to Cameron's Corner. It is yeah. certainly, um, it's, it's very isolated. I remember you giving me some notes on that a few years ago when I was coming back from Birdsville and, uh, and we came back through there. And it is. It's, it's, a, it's a cracker of a trip. Well, that's right, mate. And, um, and it's an e- easy trip. Like, it's not difficult driving. There's, um, there's a bit of dirt road involved. And depending on just which way you go, there, there's, you know, more unsealed roads than, than other directions or there's good sealed roads. A lot of that Silver City Highway that goes from Broken Hill up towards Cameron's Corner is, is sealed now. I think something like only 20% is unsealed. Mm. And um, so, you know, depending which way you, you travel uh, and exactly where you want to go, it's a pretty easy drive, uh, certainly within the reach of just about everybody. Mm. Uh, I mean, even from the East Coast, you, you can get out to Broken Hill in, in two days. Mm. Mm. So, you know, and if you pushed hard, I, in fact, I had to do a a drive to deliver some gear out to one of my my drivers a few years ago, and, and we pushed through in twelve hours from Sydney out to Broken Hill, delivered the staff, had a bit of a sleep, and um, got up the next day and drove back home. So we we were out and back to, to Sydney in two days. Now I wouldn't recommend you doing that normally, mm. um, but you know there was me and a mate. And we just had to get some gear out to this guy, and uh, so we did it. Yeah, I'm actually but, going to um, talk. I'm actually going to talk about the Broken Hill Tourist Park a bit later on, which is a park that I've stayed at out there at Broken Hill. Actually, I was actually spent a couple of days out there with our man Roger Brown, Bacon Brown Productions from Esperance. He was on his way back from <laughs> Fraser, and yeah. um, I was on my way back from the Adelaide four-wheel drive and adventure show. So I came through that way and into Broken Hill, and he, he was already there, and uh, we hooked up for a couple of days and went out and did some filming around the um, – 
the iconic pub out there, the Silverton Hotel. The Silverton and, Hotel. Yeah, Love fantastic out there. And um, I only learnt last week that Catherine Britt and her husband were managing, you know, the country music singer, was managing that pub for a while. And she's a oh, massive, right. yeah. she's a massive Aussie road traveller herself. Um, amazing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah, which is great. And, uh, but yeah, so well, I'll talk about that. But you ever stayed there, Vic, that, at that particular park? Yeah, I have, mate. Yeah, it's a great park for sure. Um, there's only a couple of parks in Broken Hill, mm. and uh, and it's a it's a cracker of a park for sure. Yeah, and, um, it, is, it is a beauty. There's a, so much to see just in Broken Hill itself. You know, um, you, you need it really a couple of days once you get out there to to enjoy it. You've got the old um, mine up on the hill there, and there's a museum up there, and uh, and the giant chair. They've got this this you know like a bus stop type chair up on the hill. But it's, it's you sit in it and you you know you, you your feet are about three foot off the ground. It's a you've got to climb up there, sit on it. So it's like a giant chair that makes you look very small, so people can get photos of you sitting on the chair, mm. and it looks like you've shrunk down to <laughs> oh, a hang measure. On, hang on, hang on, hang know? on, hang on. That'll be you just sitting on any chair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say there are there, there are different different aspects of who looks like a giant and who looks like a, yeah, true. a midget when we, when we compare you and me, I must admit. I but, but but it's a, a little oddity that they've put up there. Um, but the other thing that um, Broken Hill is famous for is all of the various bush artists. Um, I mean, Pro Hart, you know, lives out there. He's got a great gallery. The late Jack Absalom lived out there. Um, and then out at um, you know, the place you mentioned, Silverton, Mm. Which is one of my favourite places to visit. Yeah, in the great spot, yeah, great spot, great spot. And um, mm. Albert Woodrock is one of the, the great artists. And, and I'm just, you know, here I am at home and I'm looking at all these artworks that I've bought off him on the walls here now of scenes around um, Broken Hill itself. There's even one here that he uh, that I bought off him up in the Kimberley with the Boab trees, another one of Big Red. So, and then he's done some fantastic paintings of Silverton itself. In fact, I've got three of them. We're looking at them right now, mate. Mm. Three of them on the wall here. One one in a red sky, which is indicating a, a dust storm coming in. And the other two, are, well, one of them is at, at night. Uh, so it's like it's all black and there's nothing to be seen. No, there's lights on in the actual Horizon Gallery. Mm. There's a full moon. We can see the lights on in the Silverton pub. Uh, there's a cat climbing out of a 44-gallon drum. I mean, they're, they're just, you know, I, I love landscapes. I don't like this modern art stuff you see, but this la- landscapes are great. So that's Albert Woodrock's Horizon Gallery. That's there. Um, you've also got Brown, uh, the, the artist called Brown, I think his first name now. Mm. Um, he's up on the hill, and um, he does some really interesting ones. Peter Brown, there he is. I'm looking at it now. This is an original one that he's got. And this is uh, Dad's test driving the new roosters. <laughs> and he's got the new rooster chasing the hen around the paddock. And that's what, you know, it was called Dad test driving the new rooster. Uh, he's, uh, he's quite a humorous um, artist, is Peter Brown. Um, but look, it's great. And you've got the pub out there, which has appeared in more movies than mm. you've appeared in, in pubs, mate. Mm, well, that's, <laughs> that's a huge call. And that's, and that's saying something, isn't it? <laughs> mm, yeah, that's a huge but, call. But the Silverton Hotel, yeah, look, in, in ads, you know, movies, the Mad Max movies, even a Mad Max museum out there at Silverton. Yep. Uh, we have a whole lot of the old cars and other memorabilia uh, that was uh, used in the film because a lot of those films in the Mad Max series were filmed around that area. Mm. And certainly the first original one was filmed in that part of that location and the the, the old hotel, the Silverton Hotel, has been used in various ads, Coca-Cola ads and other other ads of all sorts of descriptions. And uh, they've got photos. You've been in there, no doubt. You've yep. seen the photos on the wall of all of the, um, the different movies and TV commercials that they've used that, that bloody pub for out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It really is, considering, like you say, it is in the middle of nowhere. And, and when you, you look at it and the fact that, you know, that they've gone out there and... It, and, and done a bit of a, a recce, as they say, and uh, and said, look, this would be perfect to to film this movie here, and 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 to make the the pub part of the set as well, and and all of that. It is, it's, it, 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 because it is fairly, although it's not far from Broken Hill, it is it is fairly isolated. 
Oh yeah, look, it's 17k on a sealed road, which which has got lots of whoopty doos in it, mm. and and, it, and when it does rain out there, those whoopty doos fill up with you know their actual creeks, mm. and they just basically laid the, con- uh, the concrete, the, the bitumen across the the the, the landscape, and mm. when it dipped through a creek, they just dipped it down through the oh, creek. No, no. And, I mean, you drive out there, and you're sitting mm. on the hundred, and the next minute, you know, you've levitated off the seat. Mm. You think, what's happening here? And they commit the seat comes up and rejoins your bum, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, look, and, and of course, a little bit further out from, from there, you've got the fantastic LD station where you can stay. Uh, you can do four drive drives around the LD station. Mm. Uh, we went out there last year with the prostate cancer and, and took the group around on a bit of a four drive trip out there. Yep. And you can, as I mentioned, you can camp or you can stay in accommodation at LD. So that's really cool. Mm. But um, but you know once you once you eventually drag yourself oh hang on we, we've also got a app of course there's about a dozen hotels in Broken Hill mm. and um, and one of them was made famous in the uh, you know that film uh, Priscilla Queen of the Desert and in fact every I'm just thinking every September they have a um, you know a, a festival. Uh, for Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, and um, we happened to be there just near the end of it with the prostate cancer last year, and uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty different because you've got you know blokes dressed up as ladies walking around and mm. all sorts of things going on. But yeah, it's, a, it's interesting how they've embraced that culture of that film. And um, well, it again was filmed was... in that region. I mean, so uh, yeah, you know, yeah. again, and and like you say, there's been quite a few movies and television commercials and things. Filmed out there because it is very unique. It's very raw. Um, yeah. I, I know. Uh, I know that when we went out, we Roger and I did some filming out around Silverton, and the um, we had some drone shots, and, and uh, you know there was parts of it that looked like we were on Mars. You know, it's yeah. certainly very real and very raw out there, but uh, oh, look, beautiful. I, I I just love the colours again. Yes. You know, they're they're a subtle type colour. In fact, it's funny when you go into the Horizon Gallery and. And look at Albert's, you know, paintings, and you, you start think, "Oh, that's not real." And then you walk outside and you drive up the road and you go, "Hang on, that's that bloody hill that I saw on that canvas." Mm. And and it's the the colours, you know, are quite stunning, and they, they the the countryside just stands out. And it's it's again, it's not like that everywhere, you know. It's it's just part of the uniqueness around. Silverton and, and Broken Hill that that you discover when you you travel out that far, which mm. is good. But, mate, the Silver City Highway itself, it stretches for 330k north all the way up to the town of Tipperbar. And it's really interesting because I I remember as a kid, and I'm, I'm going back to the, probably the 1960s when I was only, a, you know, like a 10 or 12-year-old in those days, um, that um, there was a lot of talk about the Silver City Highway. And I think they must have just put the road through. And, and the rumour was that they'd call it the Silver City Highway because of all the smashed windscreens that people would suffer as they travelled on this brand new gravel dirt road that they put up through the outback of New South Wales. Um, and I, I believe that was the story, and I think maybe my dad might have told me that's why it got the name. And um, it took me a long while to realise that it's actually named after Broken Hill itself, which is a huge, you know, that big mine I was talking about is a big silver mine. Mm. And and that's why that's called the Silver City Highway. It's got nothing to do with broken windscreens, although I have no doubt there were a lot of them in those days. You know, we're going back to when you didn't have a laminated windscreen. You just had a, a standard windscreen, and the first rock that hit the whole windscreen would shatter, you know, and you had no choice other than to kick it out, and, you know, keep driving and, you know, get the insects between the teeth. So, so um, but, yeah, the, the Broken Hill itself was BHP. It was the... The, the founding location of Broken Hill Proprietary Limit, which is what BHP stands for. And again, you know, everyone knows BHP, but a lot of people probably never realise it meant Broken Hill Proprietary Limited. Yeah. So um, that was, uh, and that, that's a huge mine, and uh, it's not as operational as it was. I think there's still a little bit of mining going on, but certainly not to the level that it was in those days. Um, and just another sidelight duck is that a lot of the streets in Broken Hill are uh, named after different types of uh, minerals and, and rocks and that that are found in that area. Uh, you get all these different rock names for, uh, for the street names. But um, but once you decide to leave your good old BH um, and head north up the Silver City Highway, as I mentioned, a lot of it now is sealed. 
uh, probably about 80% of it. There's, there's a few uh, unsealed sections when you get further north. Um, but before you get up there, there's uh, a place that we we stopped in at last uh, last year on the, the prostate cancer rally was a little roadhouse called Pack Saddle, and uh, mate, I was very impressed. I hadn't been there for for some years, and I was really impressed with this little roadhouse and bar and pub that you could get a meal at, and just again the, uh, the collection of memorabilia that was in that pub, etc. And you know you know what our country pubs are like they you know, they're festooned with money from all around the world. People pin it up on the walls. They pin up their hats and their jock straps and all sorts of bloody things, you know. Mm. And and that's part of what, what makes the Australian Outback is the characters that, that visit those places, the characters that live there, the characters that work there. And uh, when you stop in a pack saddle, you'll meet all that because you'll, you'll meet other fellow tourists, you'll meet the locals who are working there, and you'll probably meet a roustabout or a ringer who's come in to, to dry the dust out of his throat with a nice coldie. And um, from there, mate, if you keep heading north, you will eventually get up to the little town of Milparinka. It's just off the road, only a corner off the road. And uh, at the point that you turn off there, there's um, a little bit of uh, outback sculpture. In fact, um, just prior to that, uh, the turn off out to White Cliffs, uh, is another outback sculpture called the Tool Tree. Um, now, what it is, it's, uh, it looks, all, for all intents and purposes, it looks like a, you know, the old hill's hoist, and, um, and hanging off it is a variety of tools that have been welded onto the Tool Tree. And again, it's one of those oddities of the outback and put together by the, the local station owners. Have you seen the Tool Tree, mate? No, I haven't. Well, no. it's it. Yeah, look, if you if if you ever come down the Silver City Highway, mm. um, you you really can't miss it. That's a turn off to to Whitecliffs, but it's also right at that point. And here is another another great Australian oddity, as I like to call it, is the road itself is actually the landing strip, and it's painted up as an airstrip for the RFTS, the Royal Flying Doctor mm. Service. You see that a lot. So, out, you do well. You do see a lot of that out the outback. Yeah, that's mm. right, you know, because if someone's had an accident, mm. um, they're not going to be able to land their planes that, you know, in the dirt and the dust and, and the clay pans that are out there. So they make the highway into a um, <laughs> into an airstrip and it's mm. all painted up and all that. So at that point near the Whitecliffs turn off, when you get to that airstrip, look at the at that intersection and you'll see the tool tree. It's uh, another one of those oddities of, of the outback. I mentioned there was another one, a smaller one, where you turn off to go into Milparinka. Milparinka is worth a visit. Uh, the, the old courthouse is there, dating way back to the 1860s. Gold rush, mate. Gold again was what brought people even into that far northwest corner of New South Wales. Mm. It's amazing. You know, in the 1800s, just think, you know, those people trekked all the way from, in some cases, all the way from overseas. Um, and they came out here searching for gold. And in, and in those days, actually rode bicycles. And we're not, you know, the, the Silver City Highway then was not, there was no road. I mean, it was just a, a horse and dray track through the relentless outback sands of the desert country because we are we are in desert country out there. Um, the salt bush, the low mulga scrub, um, the never-ending heat of, um, particularly of summer, the billions of bush flies, um, and you know, you know these hardy people that came out, even from England and that, and the Chinese, of course, who followed, came out to uh, to try and find gold out in that corner country. And Milparinka grew up around that gold mining that that occurred. the The pub still is still there, and it's reopened. It was shut for a while, and it's a beautiful hotel, um, not grandiose by the standards that you might see in some other towns, but it's a uh, a great relief to walk into to get away from the heat, the flies, the dust, and the wind. Mm. And it's a you know it, when I say it's a cool place to be in, um, I'm talking figuratively. I guess you'd call that, wouldn't you? Because yeah. it is a cool place to be in. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's probably um, still 45 in there on a hot day. <laughs> <laughs> oh look, you know, of course it's made of the sandstone, mm. so it, you know the the walls are like a foot thick, 
and and it really literally is a cool place to be in it's, it's because it does protect it quite well. The courthouse next door is the same deal. It's made of the sandstone. And over the winter period, they have volunteers who will go in there and they, they usually live in their caravans out the back and they're great nomads who travel mm. and they volunteer. And they will um, they learn up on the history of the area and for a gold coin donation, you get a tour of the, the courthouse and a bit of a spiel on on the history of Mill Perinka, which is, you know, again, as I say, it's, it's quite fascinating. Um, just outside of Milparinka, there's a, another side track you can take out to a place called Depot Glen, which is where the where the explorer Sturt held up for many months during a very severe drought with his men. And um, Depot Glen, you can actually camp down there. It's a very small camp, but you can camp down there. Most of the time, the little billabong where the Depot Glen is has got water in it. Uh, when I was out there with the prostate cancer rally, Last year was in the you know it was in the peak of the drought. It was actually dry. It's the first time I've seen it dry. But uh, when Sturt was there, that that had water in it. It was the only water around, and they were laid up there for months. And in fact, he got his men to you know try and help pass the time of day. They got them to build a great big rock can up on top of a mountain, which would be something to look forward to each day, wouldn't it? Yeah. In the blistering heat and the flies, but. Um, you can walk up and see that. You can take the short drive up to where that is and then walk up the top of the hill. So, you know, we're talking like in the 1840s, 1850s when all that happened. Sturt, a bit of an unusual character, he, he firmly believed that there was an inland sea. Uh, and so much so that when he did this expedition, he actually took a boat with him. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, right. we're, <laughs> we're talking in the 1840s, 1850s, mm. and, you know, Again, no roads, you know, just horses and, and that. And, you know, let's, let's drag a boat with us. Why not? Uh, when you get into Tiverborough, if you don't believe me, if you go down the end of the main street of Tiverborough, uh, there's a memorial park and there's a replica of his boat up on a couple of posts. At I've that. seen that. Mm. You've seen that, haven't you? Mm. Yeah, and you probably thought, wonder what that's all about, mm. you know, <laughs> expecting a flood or something. Mm. So that was poor old, poor old Sturdy. He expected there was going to be an inland sea. Well, the reality is that there is an inland sea um, occasionally, and of course, it's Lake Eyre. And um, if he had gone further, a little bit further west from where he was in a good season when there'd been rain, he would have actually found his inland sea. Mm. Um, he would have been pretty disappointed if he waited a couple of years and dried up again like a duck. Exactly. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but Timberborough, it's, it's, it's claim to fame, um, apart from the, the Depot Glen nearby and the memorial to Sturt and all that, is that, uh, well, a couple of claims of fame, mate, is that it's the, the hottest town in New South Wales. So it regularly, in summer particularly, will be uh, well over the old 100 degrees Fahrenheit or 38 degrees C, uh, mm. days, weeks on end. So it's the hottest place in New South Wales. Um, but the uh, one of the hotels there is a couple of pubs directly opposite each other. They're both great. Um, both great to get a drink in, both great to get a meal in. Um, and one of them's got its walls uh, painted by, I think it was Clifton Pugh. Um, and he was a bit of a, um, oh, a bit of a, an, an out there artist as well. You've got to be a little bit careful, you know, depending on who you're with, because, um, you know, some of the ladies are fairly scantily clad that are adorning the walls mm. in, uh, in the pub there. But as well as that in itself becomes an attraction, and the tourists, you know, will go to Tipperborough. Uh, to replenish their fuel supplies, there's a great little shell depot there, and mm. the, some good camping and, there too, Vic. Some, some, oh yes, there's a good campground. I think just up the side street from that shell you're talking about. You drive up at say, I think it's run by the local Aboriginal council out there. And yeah, I, I, yeah, there's a couple out there. There's a granite campground, mm. and then there's the one that's run by the Shell Garage, where they've also got a small motel, which we actually stop in that. We do an mm. outback icons accommodated tour each September, yeah, and we. We stay there. We stay in that motel and have dinner in the pubs and that. Mm. And as you say, up the end of that street, there's a motel. Mm. The, the granite, of course, is um, named after the large granite boulders that surround Tipperborough. Yes. And, yep. uh, and in fact, Tipperborough is Aboriginal for the meeting of two giant round rocks. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. No, it's probably, probably because of not... Well, I'm not that smart. I'm not that bright. True. Me, no. <laughs> but that, 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 that granite campground, I've got to tell you, Vic, would have yeah. 
I reckon they've got the best showers at any campground in Australia. There it is. I've made the call. <laughs> well, and, and that's probably because by the time most people get there, exactly. especially when they're coming from the north, yes, that's they right. are desperate to have a good shower. Yeah. Oh, but hot, <laughs> mate. Unbelievable. And, um, yeah. and, uh, we, uh, and that's right. If you're coming from the north, uh, it's been a while. <laughs> and when uh, we pulled right. up in there, I'll never forget it because the night we camped there, was the night, and for people listening in, wherever you're listening from, um, there was the state of origin between New South Wales and Queensland, and it was the night when Queensland came out and absolutely <laughs> flogged New South Wales by about, <laughs> I think, oh, 30-odd nil. And we were, yeah. sitting there, we were sitting there listening to it on an app, <laughs> on, a, on a phone app, um, yeah. To the radio call, yeah, and uh, because we had service there, obviously, and uh, yeah. I remember we had a little fire going and sitting there. With the, you know, I'm sorry we turned that on, but uh, well, yeah. I can tell you, I, I was going to say, mate, I can tell you a funny story. It was probably the same game because I, I was actually up at Birdsville and um, watching the, the state of origin in the in the pub there, or outside they had a big screen mm. up, and um. Um, uh, and when it first started, you know, I was being the vocal New South Wales person that I am. <laughs> there wasn't tell you what, mate, by yeah. half time, I I skulked away and disappeared. Oh, that you're going to say you changed sides? <laughs> go, go, yeah. Queensland. Well, we were yeah. on our way back from Birdsville, and um, yeah. we were up there for yeah. the big red bash, and it was um, my, yeah. me and my young bloke, who's not, not a young bloke anymore, and and Rob Coldy, <laughs> Rob that works at Coldy's out here, and. Um, yeah. And, and basically, we'd um, we were on our way back from the bash, and, we, and we'd come down uh, through Walkers Crossing, um, and came in that way, went into Inamanka, and then yeah, exactly down the stretch leg, and then on, and then over those what did you call them, the big dipper, the whoop you do, yeah, yeah the, the roller coaster road, yeah, that's yeah. it, the roller coaster road into Tipperbara. Mate, it was it's a beautiful part of of um, of Australia there, and in particular. Once you get into Tipperbara and in, you know into New South Wales, it's there's a lot more to New yeah. South Wales than the North and South Coast, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. And then, of course, right on the doorstep of Tipperbara is the the huge Sturt National Park, which has taken over a lot of those farmlands that were up there, and mm. um, and, and is preserving it. And it's great to see that country, you know, which was pretty much stripped bare by the sheep and the cattle. Um, it's now returning to to a natural. You know, it's natural vegetation, and uh, yeah. well, I was—I've been lucky enough to drive out to, on that road heading out mm. towards Cameron's Corner from Tipperbara just after rain, and the whole place is carpeted in in yellow wildflowers when you get it after rain like that. It's—it's yeah. um, it's just unbelievable how you can get this um, beautiful, you know, wildflowers come up out of this red sand, uh, which which you know. A month earlier was baking hot in the sun and looked like nothing would ever live there. But you get a, a shower of rain go through and all mm. the seeds are on the ground. They just germinate themselves and up they come. And everything you know, is a fight for life because then it's got flower and the bees come in and all the stuff happens. And, you know, and, um, and of course, that, that brings back the kangaroos and the emus and Sturt National Park in a good season. Is absolutely chock a block full of emus and kangaroos, mm. um, and it's a great drive. And that that middle road that goes straight through from Tipperbara to Cameron's Corner is a great drive. A better drive is the Jump Up Loop Road, which goes up near the border of Queensland mm. and comes out through Olive Downs. And there's a big Jump Up country where the you know you just get these giant plateaus that just rise up out of the valleys and. You drive along, you can see them for miles and miles ahead of you, and then eventually you get to drive up it. And the one up near Olive Downs has got to look out, and you stand up there and you look back down to the south, and you can see for hundreds of kilometres because you're up on this big jump up, and you can see little dust pools coming up, and that'll be the next visitor coming up that road, you know. Mm. Oh, it's just great. And then there's a campsite just near there. And then, of course, you'd find your way eventually all the way out to Cameron's Corner, and... Uh, at Cameron's Corner, you've got the dog fence that you've got to go through and make sure you shut the gate. Mm. The longest fence in the world. I think we talked about that when we talked about the nullarbor. Yeah. And that's the same same bloody fence. It's, still amazing. Going. it's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Even I know when you go through, I know when you think about it. I mean, we talk about the nullarbor, we're talking about that. I know when you go through up the Dowling track through Hungerford, same yep. thing. You've got to stop, open same the fence. gate, drive in. There it is. Drive over, yep. drive across the border, and um, they're there. The, the borders are literally closed there because there's a gate there. 
<laughs> that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's all about the wild dogs and all that yeah, other of stuff. Of course. And then when you cross over there, you just just past the gate, you've got the actual um, plaque uh, to the corner, which everyone goes and gets their photo with, and you can you know get your photo in three states or in your case four states when you've been at the pub all day, mm. and um, and then over to the little general store, which is the pub and the general store at the campground, and, fuel. and your burger your burger shop and everything. Mm. It's all in one. Um, there's even a golf course there too if you want to play golf. That's right. Yeah, that's. I think <laughs> yeah. that's three holes, isn't it? Three holes. Yeah, yeah three holes. They're all, yeah, they're all in the desert. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. And one and one hole in each state, which is pretty good. I'll tell you one thing too: the burgers aren't bad there. I think we had oh, we yeah, had a burger there and kicked back. I'll never forget there. There'd be an airstrip around there somewhere. Where's the? Air, do you know where that is? The local airstrip? Yeah, it's just just over the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, fair enough. Because when we were there, I um. A, a car pulled up, like I want to say, a car four-wheel drive pulled up, and they were doing some sort of a transfer from one car to another or something. And there was these people got out of the car with their, you know, with their luggage with the wheels, dressed to oh. the, dressed to the nines, like these women, oh, and no. like you yeah. know, these older, you know, not, not older women, but you know, but, older than but, me, yeah. and uh, and and old blokes and. Dressed to the nines, and I thought, mate, what are you doing out here? Like they look Where like they you come from. Well, they look like they come straight from the eastern suburbs of Sydney, and here Probably they not. were out there with the heels on the whole bit, walking across yeah. the red dirt with their bag in tow. And I thought, yeah. what's Swatting doing here? And- oh yeah. yeah, definitely, mate. It certainly yeah. is, like you say. It's and that is one um, hell of a road trip with that one victory. So we've basically you know, begun at uh, at Broken Hill. Um, just to take all of that in with Silverton and the other stops along the way, what what a week, you know? Just... Yeah, look, look, you can spend a whole week just, just mm. doing what we've talked about and a little bit more, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you, and if you're in a hurry to get the get the Burrsville in a minka, you, you can shoot through in a day, yeah. you know? I mean, you don't see the stuff, but you definitely want to allow yourself a good day, two days, look around Broken Hill. Um, you want to have a day where you can go out to Silverton and, and look at the museum out there, look at the, uh, the various uh, artists um, that are there and, and have time in the pub. Mm. Um, and then, of course, the, the drive up. Look, I, I, you know, you can do a bush camp along the track there or, you know, we, we've pulled off the track and, you know, got off the road a little bit and do a bush camp. And, mm. you know, if the farmer comes along, you just say, mate, do you mind if I camp here? But you don't leave a trace. You don't leave rubbish, you bury a fire, put it out, you know, or, or if you do the right thing, everyone's going to, going to allow other people to camp there. Mm. Um, Timberborough, you could spend a couple of days there, Milparinka, yep. Depot Glen, I'd camp out at Depot Glen, you know, and spend a, spend a day in Timberborough. Uh, you can do the drive out, as I mentioned, out to Cameron's Corner and come back via that and jump up Loop Road. Yep. And then if you wanted to, you could scoot up to, to Warry Gate, which is the gate into Queensland on the Silver City Highway. And mate, you can just keep going north all the way up from the Kundra. Yeah, why and, not? <laughs> um, you know, and we'll talk about the uh, we'll talk about the adventure way one day because that goes all through that country too. Yeah, absolutely. Now we you mentioned Broken Hill, and it's worth to spend a, you know at least a couple of days in Broken Hill. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, Vic, I did stay at the Broken Hill Tourist Park, which is an absolute cracker. And I've got to say, they've got accommodation options there for everybody. It's, it's it's a great, very, very friendly. The one thing I like about some of these these parks, and in particular this one, I, I um we pulled up there. Rog, I'd been in Adelaide. I'd just grabbed a uh, a cabin and uh, for the for yep. a couple of nights, and Roger was camped there. But what happened was we started to talk to a couple of locals because we had a camera out, and we, we were actually uh, doing a little video for Top Parks and. This bloke comes up. He goes, "Oh, mate," he said, are "You, uh, are you, will you be at the uh, pool this afternoon at three o'clock or five o'clock, whatever it was?" And I said, <laughs> yeah. "Well, what, what do you want me to do? A bomb?" But what it was, it was the, the managers of the park brought out cheese and biscuits every afternoon, oh, right? Happy hour. And yeah. it was, and well, wow, that's absolutely. And like, people would turn up with beers. Some people turned up with, you know, coffees or a thermos and sat around. And but, it, geez, yes. I tell you what, it gave it that real. That real welcoming, hospitable feeling, if you know what I mean. Like every afternoon, no, yeah. every yeah. afternoon, everybody that's staying there all gathered, you know, gathered around, you know, the pool area, and yeah. sat there and just, you know, had a bit of a yarn and a yak and and um, yeah. and, and the cheese and bickies came out from the office and 
Uh, it was just very, very there. friendly managers there and, um, and yeah. an amazing, a really good park. And you say, you're, you're talking about Broken Hill, and it is very raw country out there, but the, within the confines of the park, it's fantastic. I and mean, it's just um, plenty of accommodation options, like I say. Um, did, what did you do there, Vic? You stay in a cabin or...? Yeah, look, we, we start a lot of our trips from Broken Hill, so mm. we, we normally uh, drive out. As I say, it's only a day and a half drive. We usually head out to Cobar on the first day from Sydney, mm. and then we go uh, Cobar into Broken Hill, which is a half day's drive. Yep. Uh, you've got the fruit fly inspection, so you, you can't carry any fruit in there. So you know we, we spend that day, that afternoon, as day, doing the shopping and topping mm. up the, the vehicle, and then yeah. we meet all the customers. So we stay in the cabin. Yeah, there's a good shopping there, centre, and, and yeah, there's a good mm-hmm. shopping centre with a large car park, and I think it's a Woolies in there, and yeah, and and, and, and mm-hmm. then there's a, and the other service station attached to that, and 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 the main yeah. street with all the little shops and the cafes, well worth a look, and you spend half a day just walking up and down there. I mean, it's it, it's a oh it's look, and, and go into the, the hotels, you know, like mm. the architecture in those hotels is great, uh, the museums that they've got up on the hill there, which we mentioned. Yeah. Um, and then and and all the artists that have got you know outlets around Broken Hill itself, mm. plus the artists that, that we you know out at uh, Peter Brown and Albert Woodroff out at um, out at Silverton. Yeah. Um, it's just great to be able to see that. And and often the artist is in situ mm. uh, doing some work. You know, yeah. so it's it's great to be able to to have a, a chat to him. I, I've got to know you know Albert really well over the mm. years. And, and I always drop in and say good day to him, and mm. um, you know, and that's funny. Like I've, I've bought a couple of paintings of him, and I, I may not see him for twenty four months, for two years, and I walk in the door, and he looks up, and says, "Oh, good day, Vic." Like I can't believe how he can remember me. Maybe it's because the, the check. Well, yeah, hard to forget. Hard mm-hmm. to forget. Well, anyway, so if you are going out there, I suggest you do stay at the Broken Hill Tourist Park. There's plenty there. They uh, and they'll give you all the tour information there as well. They've actual tour desks there. And they'll give yep. you they'll give you information on you know and they're like I said very very friendly staff there, very friendly managers and they'll give you all the information on the local tourist uh, attractions that are in the area. They've got Wi-Fi there. Dogs are allowed, which is very important these days. Vic, plenty of people travel with their pets. Yeah. Barbecue, yeah. camp, kitchen. As I say, there's obviously the dump point. Um, you know, to, for that, but plenty of people use those. There's a kiosk and store, which is fantastic. There's a laundry there if you want to catch up on all your laundry. Playground for the kids and, of course, that swimming pool that I mentioned. And I've got to tell you, a stack of accommodation options at this park as well. Um, the superior cabins are fantastic. And um, I actually had a look through them whilst I was there. Unbelievable, Vic. You could you could <laughs> live in these things. They are incredible. Yeah, yeah, nice you can guess which one I stay in when I go out. There. Yeah, no. Well, I can tell. Well, I'll, mate, I'm going to tell you what I was in, and uh, you're going to be very surprised. But I can tell you that they're probably their most popular cabins are what they call the superior cabins, and they sleep yeah. four people. A little deck out in the front, like a veranda. You can sit there and watch yeah. the world go by. I know they're located out the front of the park, um, right. I just sort of as you drive in there on your right hand side. And you can watch the, you know, the, the, like I say, watch the world go past there. They then have deluxe plus cabins and deluxe two-bedroom cabins as well. So there's plenty of options for families, things like that. I've got to tell you, Vic, when I was there, I was in the ensuite double, uh, Vic, which was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which and, I, and I've got to tell you, I thought you going to say you were in the ensuite. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, I'm using the ensuite here, but um, they've got ensuite twin rooms as well as ensuite doubles. But the one thing too, because a lot of people that, that are travelling through Vic and they're not necessarily, you know, they might not want to stay in Broken Hill. They're on their way through. They have those drive-through powered sites, which is fantastic. Yep. It's only forty-two yep. bucks for members as well, so you don't have to unhook the car or unhook the van from the car. You can just drive in and then in the morning start your car and drive out. So they've got they've got the drive-through sites and uh, which is fantastic. They've also got plenty of powered sites as well. Nice um, grassed areas, bit of trees around with some shade. Um, and they have some large sites, like basically like three, like, you know, powered sites where you can all get in there together as well. They look after groups. There's unpowered sites as well. And like we say, plenty of... Um, Plenty of cabin accommodation and um, on and ensuite sites as well, which I think uh, these days are becoming more popular. The ensuite sites yeah. where people get their the privacy of their own amenities. So that's a good I'll part. Tell you of that what, one. mate, if you if you go out there in the holiday period, you know, the school holidays, uh, don't go on spec because they get booked out. Oh, know? absolutely. 
you want to you want to make a booking in advance if you're going to be in the any any holiday period. Mm. You know? Oh, absolutely, and you've got to remember too that mm. a lot of these sorts of places, and I know this park in particular, um, plenty of people that are working, and you talk about the mines out that way and things like that. Uh, they book some of this accommodation, so always make sure you book. Just give them a call; they're pretty friendly. But um, it's yeah. a great park. I've stayed there, spent a couple of nights there, and um, would have no hesitation in staying there again. And that is the Broken Hill Tourist Park. And again, I, I, I suggest to everybody um, before you go taking off, get onto the Get A Rewards program from um, Top Parks. It's an absolute cracker, and it gives you discounts on all your accommodations and all their parks all over Australia. And they have plenty of partners that are involved. There's over 280 parks around Australia, but they're partners um, where you can basically get discounts on, you know, things that the good guys on places like that. Um, they have plenty of offers from automotive and travel holidays to shopping and lifestyle. There's plenty uh, plenty of bonuses um, when you become a G'day Rewards member at Top Parks. I suggest people do that. You just go to their website, uh, topparks.com.au. And even if you're travelling, I mean, we're a chance... And I can't really reveal you, but we're a bit of a chance here once I get the nod on it, taking off on a big trip. <laughs> and, I, and I've got to say, look, a lot of the time when we travel, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll be stopping all over the place, but there will be times when we'll need to get ourselves into a park. Um, and, uh, and I've already... Mate, well, I'm, just a good a, I'm a good A rewards member, mate. Oh, yeah? You can take me along. Yeah, you well, no, well, you get the discount. You get the discount. <laughs> well, I've got to tell you how easy it is. The, you know our website, sometimes they can be a little hard to navigate. Mate, you just go on, yeah, click yeah. find a park. When the map of Australia comes up, but all the parks come up. And you That's just right. click you on the little balloon. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. You yeah. click on them and up comes the information and you can, you know, direct, you can do a booking online. That's all really easy these days. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, no, so I suggest to anyone, recommend to anybody, uh, if they are travelling around Australia or are going to do any big trips, Jump onto that website, become a G'day's Rewards member. That's the first thing you want to do. And then you'll know that um, you'll already get discounts when you drive in the gate. They're fantastic and hospitable people, the people that manage their parks. Victor, a very good road trip this week. Uh, a great part. Oh, you know what, Victor, while you're you know going through it, I'm picturing it. And I've oh, been yeah, out mostly <laughs> through there. And you think, geez, I wish I was there yeah. now. You just want to go, don't you? Well, I'm going to be out that way in a couple of weeks' time, mate. We'll be taking a a group from Lightning Ridge down through Trilby and down to Menindi, which is just oh, out of Broken Hill. Oh, how good is it? So, um, you know, we might have to do one of these while I'm out there somewhere. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> you got any spots left on that one? Always got spots, mate. Yeah, always <laughs> at the moment. Always. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No. Okay, so they just go to the website, 4wd.net.au, or simply just go yep. to Google and type in Great Divide Tours. And uh, it'll take you to your website, and then they can people can then look at all the trips that you offer, and there's plenty yeah. of them. And I think you're going to be one of the busiest little men in <laughs> Australia once all these borders open up, and people are going to want to travel. There'll be people who would normally travel overseas that won't, and that but they'll be unsure about um, traveling Australia in a car. They can go with somebody who's done it a million times. Go with safety in numbers with other like-minded people and. Have the time of their lives and an experience that you just won't get in any other country in the world. Some of the places you take your customers, Vic, is incredible. Mm. I've never, I've spoken to plenty of your customers, and I've got to say, I've never heard anyone, not even bag your jokes, but I've never heard anyone. <laughs> and I'm, 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 I'll be honest with you, I've never heard anybody bag the experience, and it's amazing. And you've only got to look at the photographs. Have you got photographs on your website? Oh, the gallery. Here, mate. Yeah, well, I've got a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah go yeah, to that, yeah, and then you, and look, there's right there. Go to the website, yeah. click on that, and look at the photographs, and go. Well, what, what are we arguing about here? What are we thinking about? And book a trip. Yeah. That's the go. And, yeah. and like yep. you say, and you do it in safety in numbers with like-minded people, and you'll probably come back with a, a you know a whole heap of new mates as well. That's right, and we do. We've had people who make lifetime friends, and then they mm. go and travel together. Mm, it's amazing. And that's, yeah. that's part of the. You know, we give them the experience and the uh, the confidence to be able to travel like that. And it's all part of the whole thing that we do with mm. the driver training, and then taking him on trips and that. Yep. It's just building up an individual's confidence to to get out and explore, and then they meet friends on these you know on these tours, 
And and I'm proud of that fact. You know, mm. I, every time I go out, I bump into people that, that have done our training or done trips with us, mm. and they all say, "Mate, you've, you've changed our lives." I just want to thank you so much. You know, and man, that's that's almost as well, good. I've as seen that firsthand. I've seen that firsthand <laughs> just at the training centre with Dustin yeah. Hoffman and his wife. They, that old couple that were down there that time. They drove. Yeah. They they yeah. were there for the weekend and drove out completely different people. It was amazing. You transform yeah. them. <laughs> and, and they and seriously, in regards yeah. to their driving ability, they had no idea what they were capable of or what their vehicle was capable of, and yeah. they drove yeah. out of there completely different people than what they when they arrived on the Friday night. I, it was amazing. They they looked at other people doing, it and they were just like, "Oh, there's no way we can do that," and they did it just like everybody else. It was really good how you did that and taught them how to. To um yep. to drive the, and it's amazing how you do it. It's it's it's, it's a it's a credit to you, which is why yes, Vic, you are the number one tag along <laughs> to a company in Australia and as well as the driver or the driver training centre speaks for itself. I mean, and look, we know we take the Mickey out of each other a lot, but if that's not the best four wheel drive training centre in Australia, well, I'm not here. I mean, it's just unbelievable. No. Well, so you're, you're very kind, mate. Thank you very well, much. Well, it is true, Vic. When you speak about what it is true, and I mean, you <laughs> just need to go down and have a look at it yourself. All right, Victor, a good one this week. We'll uh, we'll catch up next week when all we right. do it all again, won't we? Okay, we certainly will, mate. And, um, yeah, enjoy the little bit of freedom we're starting to get. <laughs> exactly right. And there he is, Vic Widman. And like I say, you can jump onto the website. Look, it's 4wd.net.au. Or you can simply just go to Google and type in Great Divide Tours. Go to that website. Do yourself a favour as well. Click through those photos. That's what you can experience. Pretty easy. And uh, once you look at that, you'll think, well, who wants to go overseas? I mean, this is all at our back door here. I don't know. What are we worrying about? What are we thinking about? Hop in the car and go. Pretty simple. Don't forget as well, jump onto the Top Parks website, topparks.com.au. No matter where you're travelling in Australia, there will be a Top Parks there uh, for everybody. They cater for the lone traveller to couples to families. They certainly do look after you and they have more parks in more places. So go to that website, topparks.com.au. That is our Road Trips Australia this week. Thanks for tuning in. We certainly do appreciate you doing that. Thank you for all the messages and emails as well. If you want to send us an email, you can do that. Just go to bluecollarmedia.com.au. Click on Email the Duck, and I will certainly reply to that email. And any suggestions you have, we certainly do welcome them here. bluecollarmedia.com.au, and click on Email the Duck. In the meantime, that is Road Trips Australia this week. Cameron's Corner, what a beauty. We'll be back to do it all again next week. We'll see you then. North, south, east, west, on the road with no address when you're out on our